Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast with Isan Komen, Head of Commodities, ESG and Emerging Markets Research. It's Friday 14th, October 2023, and in this week's podcast, ASAN discusses the global market implications of the crisis in Israel. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only, and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Simi, how are you doing? Hello, Esan. Thank you for joining today's podcast. All eyes have been on the Middle East and the unfolding crisis in Israel and Gaza. Can you offer our listeners some insights as to the global market implications and what could come next? Thanks, Simi. So first, after the events of the past few days, the world seems uncertain and confusing, and it's natural for us to all seek clarity from every available source. But to start with a brief statement of the obvious, the movements, of course, of markets are off very trivial importance compared to the value of human life and our thoughts and prayers are with those affected by the conflict. Now with that, our focus as analysts is on the global markets. And so allow me to elaborate on our thesis. So first starting over the economy, and here we hone in specifically on Israel, the expected decline in economic activity with a sharp increase in uncertainty and security risks alongside supply disruptions, which are likely to be inflationary suggests that this is a stagflationary shock to us in the near term. Now, over the longer run, much will depend, of course, on the scale of the fiscal impulse, which the likely drop in fiscal revenues and rise in military-related budget spending should lead to some sort of fiscal loosening in 2024. But of course, its scale remains a question mark. Almost certainly, we expect debt issuances in the debt capital markets to increase. Next on FX, Now, risk reversals in the Aussie yen, which is a key barometer of risk in the currency space, have reinforced the message that traders are in no rush to hedge against an escalation in the Middle East. In terms of rates, here we are thinking of the conflict as mostly a stagflation shock, as we mentioned, Then the supply side likely is going to face disruptions as fiscal expenditures pertaining to military spending will increase, and calling up reservists may increase labor market tightness which in our view suggests that the outlook points to a steeper back end of the IL govies and the ILS rates curve, as well as wider asset swap spreads. Now, finally, Simi, on commodities. And here, I want to break the conversation down into the crude oil and natural gas impact. So first on oil, first and foremost, there has been no impact to current global oil production. And we give it a very low probability of an immediate large effect on near-term supply demand balances, as well as near-term oil inventories, which tend to be the main fundamental driver of oil prices. And thus far this week, we've seen Brent crude oil prices steady, trading roughly around 2 to $3 only, higher since the close of last week. Now, looking ahead, we identified two potential implications of the conflict that may weigh on global oil supply in the weeks and months ahead. So first, a potential reduction in the probability of a Saudi-Israeli normalization agreement until a bit later than expected. And of course, with that associated boost to Saudi oil production. Second dimension is the downside risks to Iranian oil production. Now here we believe that the de-escalating trend in regional tensions prior to last week's events has been an important factor for the boost in Iranian oil production over the last year. And the expectation is that 
if there was to be any form of strengthening of sanctions on Iran, then certainly the risk to Iranian oil production will be tilted to the downside, which of course is oil price bullish. Now, turning to natural gas markets and different from oil, the conflict in Israel has started to impact natural gas supply quite materially. And so it has been reported that Chevron has shut down production at the Tamar offshore field, which produces roughly around 10 billion cubic meters per annum, which is roughly around 1.5% of global oil supply. Now, while we are unaware of any other supply side risks from this particular geopolitical risk at this time, we are cognizant of uh, many uh, gas-rich countries in and around the region. And so, of course, we'll monitor this development quite closely. Very final point for me, Simi, when away from energy and onto uh, base metals, particularly uh, gold, which witnessed initial safe haven buying on Monday, albeit the rally has quite leveled off. On net, we believe that the conflict has not likely to cause a significant rally in gold, with gold comprising a poor track record as a hedge, in fact, against heightened geopolitical risks that often proves quite short-lived, with the exception being when oil, of course, supply is threatened. And intuitively, that would make sense as rising oil prices would send a stagflationary impulse that should send real rates lower, hence benefiting gold as a non-yielding asset with perceived inflation hedging qualities. Thank you, Hassan, for your insights. Thanks, Amy. Hope to speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and contact your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.